Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I am one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. It never ends. It never ends. Never, ever ends. This wonderful life we lead. Um, for those of you who are new here to the show, uh, we're married. We watch movies. And... Um, on this podcast, we talk about those movies that we watch, uh, randomly drawn from our collection of, what, f- close to 1,500 now? Something like that. I don't know. We will count them eventually. Um, and we also talk about our lives and, you know, endear ourselves to you listeners out there. And uh, Mullet I'm, sure has been endearing I'm re- himself. I'm real fucking endearing. <laughs> Endearing himself. So tell us what's going on with you, kid. So September 11th, 2018. Um, I don't know where I am, man. Um, last time we recorded, we recorded a bunch of things all at once. We recorded the 2015 20. awards results, which is on Patreon now. Go to patreon.com slash arcade audio. If I sound weird, I have ice in my mouth, and I'll explain why in a few minutes. Um, I'm usually the one that sounds like muffled on the show. Or like, yeah, you're like you're. And now I have to make sure I enunciate clearly to show just how bad off you are. Yeah, Uh, the 2014 nominations have been completed. I haven't edited that. That's one other thing I have to edit, so I can get that posted, and so you guys can start voting on it. What was our last episode? Was our last episode... Uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter. It was, okay. All right. Um, Cliff Notes version, just because my mouth hurts. Do you want me to say it? No, my mouth hurts. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why. I'll find out tomorrow. Um, I I talked about my nuts on this show as well. I mean, in this instance or ever? Because the answer is yes. I don't know. I had some weird abdominal pain. Then I was in my balls. Went to a ball doctor. He sloshed my balls around. I feel like we've talked about it so much, I honestly don't know if we talked about it on the show or not. I think, I but think. But our I, listeners know you way too intimately. Look, this is for them, okay? Um, so, yeah, so this this whole month, since I love you to death, but ever since Tony Colt got married, everything's <gasps> gone to shit. <laughs> he doesn't listen to this, it's fine. Uh, no, the whole past month has just been. One it's been thing a rough is, month. It's been hand, foot, and mouth disease. It's been hell at work. It's been this pain I had, and now it's this pain in my mouth that hopefully is going to be fixed tomorrow when I go to this emergency dentist appointment. And it's either a root canal, or it's a cavity, or it's an abscess, or it's fucking 
jaw herpes or I don't. It could just, be just an ear infection. I don't know, man. But the past two nights, I've had like the biggest pain right around this time when we're recording, until uh, the whole night. I either pass out or I don't go to sleep, and that's what last night was. And when Mullet doesn't sleep, I don't yeah. sleep. I've been chewing more fucking ice than Wayne Gretzky getting curb stomped. Um, that was the most tactful thing I could have done. I didn't know what it would have been offensive. Um, you totally, like, I'm so disappointed in you. Yeah. I think, what episode number is this? I don't know, 20 something. Okay, it's been a good run, kid. But we're done. Why? Because you had the perfect opportunity to throw in this reference you were going to make every episode about the Mighty Ducks. Oh. You could have totally made one about Goldberg the goalie, and you didn't. I'm just not there. You're. I mean, I think that that just goes to show for all you listeners out home, at home how much pain I'm in. How off and his I'm still here kilter he is. Entertaining you. I'm. Let. I'm real still generous. here. That's real generous. Forcing Samantha to be the one to entertain you. I'm sorry in advance yeah. for what you're about to listen to. We'll try to keep this short and sweet, so... Uh, the week before Pod Slam. <laughs> at least it's not the week of Pod Slam. No, you know, that'd be horrible. Uh, I would, yeah, I'd be getting on a plane tomorrow if it was Pod Slam week. But you'll hear about that next week. We've already watched next week's episode. The one good thing we've done is we've watched the movies we need to watch. It's just hard to talk and record about them. So, um we're going to do right now. Nothing else really going on in the world. Um, oh, except you were going to go to... Uh, oh, yeah. So you were going to go weekend, to the state that is going to have the biggest hurricane of all time or something. Yeah, so I um, never take time for myself, um, ever. And my mother, my aunt, and I are very close, and we try to do Girls Weekend. Um, we haven't been able to do it since Jillian's been here because my priorities were um, otherwise engaged. But we planned this weekend to go to Asheville, North Carolina. We've never been. We've always wanted to go. We were going to check out the um, gardens at the Biltmore and eat lots of good food and, and everything. And um, there's going to be a Category 5 hurricane in the state that a lot of the um, coastal cities and things have had to evacuate. So we changed our plans and are going to uh, St. Augustine Beach instead. Also. Still cool. It was about the women in my life trying to get murdered by a, a fucking water system named Florence. Well, my mother, oh, yeah. never going on a vacation with women, went with my aunt and my uh, my cousin to Hilton Head, South Carolina, which is very much on the coast. Yeah, they, and had they to were turn evacuated. Mm-hmm. She texted me earlier and I ignored it. Um, <laughs> That's been it for this week's episode you, of Mary. Did you get my phone message? We're at home. Tell you all about it later. Headed to the shower. I love you. She's fine. I mean, did you get her phone message? Did you listen to her voicemail? Yes, it was when I was sitting in the car waiting to get my food at Publix. But did but did you did she leave you a voicemail and then text you and tell you she left you a voicemail? There was enough space in between it. There was as much space between the voicemail and the call as there is between my parents when I sit in between them at the movies. Um, but Malt likes to sit in between his parents when they go see movies together, for those of you who are, who are, who are new to this show. I don't. That's just a, All right, so we have this bet going on. A weird fantasy you have. Let's get into today's podcast. Fantasy. This is Spinal Tap, is the podcast for today. Uh, and our ongoing quest, our ongoing game 
to episode 250. Samantha will read the box. Let's see if she fucks up. This is Spinal Tap. This one goes to 11 on Blu-ray. I always get these. You're about to get personal with one of music history's greatest and loudest bands, Spinal Tap. Acclaimed commercial director Marty DeBerge, Rob Reiner, takes you behind the scenes for an intimate rockumentary of a band whose time has come and gone and come again in this hilarious heavy metal experience you'll never forget. Fuck. Yes! So that is zero for this movie, which leaves our totals at uh, four for me when I've had um, 14 movies that I've read for. And seven for you with seven movies that you've read for. So far, I'm winning this uh, quest to 250. Quest for the quad. That's not it at all. I'm making it. So what do you think of this movie? I I love Spinal Tap. Um, It's something I watched when I was, like... In high school, you know, movies, it's like, oh, you gotta watch this if you like this kind of if thing. If you like comedy, if you like this, yeah. like, spoofy um, kind of... I think I actually saw the Christopher Guest mockumentaries first. I think I watched Waiting for Guffman and Best in Show um, before watching Spinal Tap, so I discovered Spinal well, Tap later. Well, those movies were newer. This movie came out before we were born. Of this course, yeah. came out in 1984. But, but still, like, the, I... started that genre, that spoof. That led to, like, scary movies. No, I, no, no, that's... No, this led to the mockumentary style that Christopher Guest's whole career is predicated off yeah, of. Which we've done best And has now show. become so popular, even in a television setting, that's where, you know, essentially that's what The Office is. The office, so Modern yeah. Family is, to a lesser extent, you know. Um, this, like, breaking the fourth wall, kind of talking to the camera. Yeah, but this one just on another level mm-hmm. in terms of... Like I'm just performances. Like, performances and also just directing. Like, this movie is so fucking well done. Just, like, if you don't know, like, obviously you know because there's so much ludicrous oh, yeah. happenings. Yeah. But it's so well put together. It's so well shot. It's so well designed. It's so well edited. You would Rob think Reiner, it was real. Rob Reiner does an amazing job. This movie, this movie is single-handedly makes me want to, like, add, like, a director, like, Mullet Award because he directs his ass off in this movie. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting to read. I remember the first introduction I had to this movie, I feel like was like one of those VH1 like I love shows. Remember like how oh, popular like the, it was? Like I love I love the seventies, like eighties, nineties, yeah. um, you know, and then they did like Best Week Ever based and then on that kind the, of stuff. Uh, the two like, thousands. Oh my like, god, we would binge all those when uh, we were in I school. I fucking loved it. We would just shows. like lay in bed yep. and watch them. Just watch them. So I watched the eighties when they talk about Spinal Tap all the time and like they would interview like on those shows they would have fucking all those eighties hair metal bands and all like the seventies like metal bands and stuff and they're just like this is uh like this, like, this is, is legit like, like for real like bands saying like yeah we got a two word review once that was just as bad as shit sandwich like yeah getting lost on the way to the stage fucking all the 
craziness that goes on. Like the girlfriend coming in and usurping and Yeah, like yeah. and not even like the smaller like one hit wonder ones, but like I've seen like Ozzy Osbourne and uh the lead singer like Judas Priest and stuff. I was like I didn't laugh at this movie. I cried in this movie. Yeah, like this, was this so is le- because so this real. is real. This is legit. Um so like when you're able to do that but still be as funny as now I will say it's it's not as laugh out loud funny as I remember it being, maybe it was just because uh, we did watch it over the course of two days. Not the matter, we rewatched it again. Uh, we rewatched the first part that we both were dozing off into the from the first day. But it's, it is, I don't know, it just wasn't, I, I didn't find myself like laughing out loud as much as I normally do. But there's a definitive appreciation for everything that makes up what this movie is. I think that this movie was the start of that crossover from, like, movie about... Mm-hmm. Like, actually watching a movie about this band to the mockumentary style. Yeah. Because I laughed at a lot of the mockumentary stuff, like the interviews and, like, the commentary mm-hmm. that they gave rather than the scenes that they were in. Whereas Best in Show, which we've reviewed on this podcast mm-hmm. before, you know, I laughed at a lot of the scenes... Mm-hmm. More so than the interviews, and then my fa- probably my favorite style of this movie is um, a mighty wind, which we will get to when we draw it from the box. Mm-hmm. But um, I think a lot of it does have to do with the subject matter too. I think it, um, I think it but does. But this was like the first foray into it. I think it was done really well. See, I'm the opposite of you. I like the scenes better than the interviews. For me, like kind of like fall flat, and like I like like a lot of the character background and, and some of the later movies come from those moments. But in this, like, the stuff that pops for me is fucking getting stuck in the pod and Stonehenge. Oh, yeah, that was funny. And, um, and, uh, even just the, uh, I was gonna get this later, but just the, like, the ludicrous, uh, stage setups and playing and songs like, that stuff was the funny to me, whereas, like, some of, like, the interview, like, portions are, like, them in, like, this big improvised, because most of it's improvised, these big improvised uh, setups and scenarios, it's a lot of, like, trying to find what it is and, like, talking over one another, and, like, there's just some stuff that just doesn't, like, hit because they're improvising it. Like, they're, right. they're trying to figure it out. They got beats, but they don't have, like, the, like, the meat and potatoes of it. So that's... Oh, man, I just uh, flashed back to uh, you being a director. Well, Teaching people how to write sketches. Well, <laughs> I always prefer to have, like, plan it out. Like, you write out because you can perfect it. There's nothing better, though, than coming up with the right line when it's improvised. Like, it's just, it's a different... Hashtag Steve Real. It's a different feel because the audience knows you just came up with that. And you know you just came up with it, and it's just fucking so fresh and organic whereas you always run the risk of when you write a line out and you have it like people can expect it um you are used to it because obviously you probably delivered it before because you've had it written and you have and you've like had to prepare to say how you're going to say it so it's not as an aha moment if that makes sense Mm -hmm. to kind of like delve Mm -hmm. into like what i think um so uh so yeah that's 
kind of my thoughts when I was watching it is a lot of time it takes them some time to to get there, but when they get there, the stuff is really, yeah. really funny, really good, and just really fucking iconic. And yeah, I mean it's on. Unco- it's it's just everything from like the costumes and the songs and the scenarios, the ensemble. I mean, it's just it's, it's fantastic. Legitimately, not like good music, but like legitimately, like they're all singing and playing like everything that they do. Right. And you know, I love Fat Bottom Girls. It's just uh, not Fat Bottom Girls. Um, Big Bottom. Sorry. Big bottom, yeah. I was Fat Bottom Girls is the actual, is the actual song. queen. Please I know. Don't. I know. I I misspoke. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Get your shit together. Yeah. But uh, like. Also, just in terms of, like, what this movie represented in terms of giving everybody, like, a chance and, like, a platform. Yeah. Like, there's, like, so many, like, little, like, you keep, like, pinpointing, like, oh, yeah, there's uh, there's Billy Crystal. There's Dana Carvey. There's Fran Drescher. There's Paul Schaefer. Yeah. There's uh, the dude from WKRP in Cincinnati. And, and what I really liked about that is all those cameos, like, they didn't overtake the main band. Sure, and also, also when you're watching it mm-hmm. in 1982, three, whatever, 84, 84, yeah, 84. Um, it doesn't mean anything because they don't matter to you. But in this, it's just like holy shit! Like, look at this person. Wow. Like, look yeah. where they started. Look how you know yeah. they came to be. Yeah, and I think it's really um, come to the point where we can't really talk about a lot of this without getting into performances. We started just alluding to it now mm-hmm. with talking about the the cameos that we've seen, um, but. Um, I think it's it's definitely something that we want to discuss in terms of the players. And I know we've done power rankings before. I think for a movie like this... Um, yeah, I think that, I think it's too, like, there's too many bit players. Like, you have the main three in the band, and then mm-hmm. you have a couple surrounding people. I, I wouldn't go so far as, okay. as to do that. Um, I mean, we could rank drummers if you wanted to. <laughs> I, I, I like that bit too that's funny it's just a good bit because also at the end like it pays off like yeah because then just, you see it you see it exploding you see yeah you get to like actually have everything happen yeah so that's which is which is cool and you know you saw we, that uh, J.K. Rowling used that as the inspiration for the Defense Against the Dark Arts oh teachers, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah oh yeah for sure for sure and um you know it's funny because I I uh it, it's, like, I relate a lot of what we talk about to, like, our experience with, like, sketch and comedy and things, especially when we talk about comedy movies. But, like, a lot of times, like, in improv and stuff, um, in a scene, you'll you'll talk about something, and someone will do, like, a cut to that moment because people don't want to hear you talk about it. They want to see it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that was a really good payoff, too. Like, we heard them talk about, oh... This drummer exploded, and this drummer exploded, and this drummer exploded. And then you're at to, to the point where you're like, well, I want to see someone explode. Right. Like, why Like why can't we see it? And then you see it, and it's just such a fun payoff. And it, for, like, people who know and appreciate and study comedy on a different level than yeah. just viewing it, I think it's really cool. Um, so, I, I, in terms of performances, I mean... Where do you want to start? Well, before we get there, um, 
Is there anything you significantly don't like about the movie? Not particularly. Some of the performances, but, you know. Yeah, um, I mean, that's going to happen with, um... That's going to happen with just ripping, you know, is some... Yeah. Um, but I, I like, like the it's, music. Yeah, it's it's short. I mean, it's an hour and 20-some-odd yeah, minutes. It doesn't, you know, meander. Yeah, it's it, it, it doesn't overdo itself in terms of the length. It's a good length. Um, I like the music. Some of the songs, I could have legit uh, believed that they were heavy metal songs, rock songs, but, um, you know, like, yeah, I, I just think that it was well done in that aspect. Um, what I, I don't, can't think of anything off the top of my head that I didn't like. What about you? Um, like I said, I just... It came in below expectations for me after having been a very long time since I'd seen it. Just from a, like, a belly-laughing comedy aspect. Thanks, um, Melby. God, don't ever do that again. <laughs> um, I think it's, and, and it does, like, at the end, it just becomes a little, you know, it's still formulaic in terms of, you know, they split up, they get back together, you know. Like, not that I'm expecting anything anything special or groundbreaking right. when it comes to, you know, the style. Because the style in and of itself is groundbreaking because nobody had really gone that far in depth and gone to those lengths to make this seem like this was fucking real. Right. Like they do. Um, and this was how influential this is. Mm-hmm. From the, like, not even for Christopher Guest, but just, like, the I feel like the fake reality. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, for the most part, like, Michael McKean and Christopher Guest, like, don't, like, like, talk about Spinal Tap, like, in interviews. Like, because the, they're David St. Hubbins, and they are Nigel Tufnell. Like, like, mm-hmm. like those, like, who? Like, uh, like I feel like that's kind of, like, their shtick. Which is good in that, like, it's that performance piece of, like, you know, Andy Kaufman had with Tony Clifton. Um, it was a big inspiration for, like, Chris Jericho when he started Fozzie. It was, like, Fozzie wasn't going to be, like, he was Mongoose McQueen or whatever. And finally had to, like, get away from that if they ever wanted to be, like, considered serious. Because, like, you're just doing fucking Spinal Tap. You know what I mean? hmm So. Um. Well, we can get a performer crew. What do you think is going to be easier, MVP or LVP? I have my answer for both. I mean, MVP, I'm sorry, it's Michael McKean. Mm. It, it is. He does such a good job. I don't think so. Really? I have Christopher Guest. See, Michael McKean, I think he does a great job from the singing and I just... I And maybe it's because I've seen him in other things more recently than I've seen Christopher Guest in. So, like, watching him... In, like, Better Call Saul, and, like, his performance as, like, oh. this serious actor and mm-hmm. everything, and seeing him in this with his hair down to his shoulders and this accent and this this larger-than-life reactions and personality, I think he just does such a good job of getting that diva status, See, which I think was the point of, of that. To me, it's Christopher Guest because... He routinely is the 
funniest person in every scene. He is always finding the right catch, the right beat. And it's not just because these go to 11. Like, even though that whole scene in that room where him saying, yeah, listen to the guitar and, like, smell it. Like, don't touch explaining that. everything. Don't even look at it. Don't look at it. Him explaining how he can't eat the sandwich because, like, the bread's too small and they keep folding it. But, like, even in, like, group settings and scenarios, I would always, like, gravitate towards, like, him and him finding, like, where they were supposed to go. Also, like, his character was the most fleshed out, I feel like, on stage. Because he was the one that had, like, the funny solos. And he was the one that was, like, performing Stonehenge. He was the one that was kind of, you know, rebelling against where the band was going. Um, that that was mine. Let's just make it Harry Shearer and his... <laughs> it's definitely uh, not Harry Shearer. <laughs> and, his, and his trapped in a pod. It's definitely not Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer got saved later on because I was like, Harry Shearer doesn't add anything. But he does. Like, I really like the that trapped in a pod scene. I just like every time he's smoking on that pipe. I don't know what it is about men smoking on a pipe like that. Um, like that that um, Little Mermaid pipe. Gosh. <laughs> I were going to say the pipe from Inglorious Bastards that uh, that Christoph Waltz has. It's just like so obnoxious. Um, we're at an impasse here. It's like Harry Shearer. It's not Harry Shearer. Um... But yeah, I just, I, I don't know, I, I really liked Michael McKeon's performance. In this. I mean, he's great. He's number two okay. on, on my list. I just think he's more of the straight man. Okay. And, ha- and because he has to play that way, it just does isn't as outstanding of a job. I mean, I love him explaining... Why Stonehenge didn't work because the set was only being trampled by dwarves, um, and I like like the camaraderie, though the back and forth that him and Nigel have yeah, from the beginning of being like children do, and stuff. This is a great ensemble movie. I think that they they just do a great job of working together and creating this mostly organically. Um, this reminds me a lot of like, um, and I'm sure what the influence of it was was. Uh, Monty Python, yeah. uh, Fawlty Towers. Like I just feel like very much um, in that. It just feels to me very much in that realm. Uh, um, should be make sure it's noted that on IMDb, it's the only movie that uh, the rating actually goes to eleven. Mm-hmm. You can't actually rate it to eleven, but the rating shows that it could be eleven. That it could be eleven, which I just well, think, I think is that's that's really cool and appropriate. Is good job. Amazing. IMDb. Um, I mean, we can make it, um, we can make it Christopher Guest. I mean, that's, that's who mine from very early on was because he just felt like right in, like, Michael McKeon to me in this at times just not that he felt out of place, because, of course, he was fantastic in it, but, like, I knew that was Michael McKeon. You know what I mean? Like, it felt like Michael McKeon playing a character. Whereas Christopher Guest, like, I, was, I just, it's lost. Like, that's that guy. Okay. That's that Nigel dude. So that's why I, I, okay. I kind of steer that way. Um, so we'll make it Christopher Guest. It's his first. He almost was in danger of being LVP at one point. 
Princess Bride, but was not. So Christopher Guest, MVP of Spinal Tap. Michael McKean, a close second. Mm-hmm. Um, other people I like. Ultimately, it's not Harry Shearer for LVP, but he doesn't do as much. He's definitely kind of like the third wheel. Um, I like Rob Reiner just as like the director of presence. Like Rob Reiner's always great. I love yeah. his little opening spiel. Um, yeah, he doesn't do anything that that upsets mm-hmm. me. I like the manager. The manager's funny with his oh yeah cricket bat and yeah. you know just his his freak out and his worrying and you know his scheming. Um, you know, like, like a lot of the other like, you know. Fred Willard is always hilarious in his little... Oh, yeah, he's always great. His little quick segment mm-hmm. um, when they're at the... Uh, that's another great recurring gag is they get lower and lower on the marquee and they're after, like, oh, the yeah, touring the company, puppet. the Wiz, puppet show, and Spinal Tap. Yeah. Um, stuff like that is, is very funny. So, like, all those usual suspects. Yeah, and like I, you said before... Bruno like Kirby the, is the limo the cam- driver. The cameos from that we mentioned earlier, like... Even people uh, you don't know at the time. Dana Carvey mm-hmm. and, and um, Billy Crystal and stuff were, were good. Mm-hmm. good Paul Schaefer as the uh, the incompetent promoter yeah. for the uh, the signing that nobody went to for Smell the Glove, which was just the Black Album, which again, like, this was used. Like, Metallica released the fucking Black Album. That's, yeah. That's what Metallica did. Yep. And it just worked. It sure did. Um, LVP. Tough one. Um, I thought you were going to have one, like, right away. Oh, you thought I was going to say her, what, what's her name? Fran Drescher. Oh, no. I, honestly, she did not bo- bother me as no, much. No, because she wasn't being... She wasn't being Fran Drescher. Yeah. Like, this, I like this Fran Drescher. Why couldn't she stay like that? Yeah. Like, she was non-abrasive. Like, I really liked her in this. Exactly. It I... took me a second to realize it was Fran Drescher. Yep. Because it didn't sound like it at all. Like, if I had closed my eyes, I couldn't have told you that it was her mm-hmm. like for real so no she's not mine what's the surprise um fuck you <laughs> i'll tell you who is though what's her name uh janine janine yeah petty and i think i think also that is fuck part you that is part of the reason why june chadwick michael mckeon was also uh dropped down a little bit for me because in the second half of the movie when she you know joins on tour with them and is more prevalent she sticks out in a lot of those scenes is just not being able to hold her weight and what's going on. And she drags down what I think are some potentially funny situations and some arguments and some some heightened uh, reality just by being a, a, a boring, you know, mm-hmm. uh, party pooper. Okay. So, yeah, so I agree with you. That, that, was, that was mine in a number one with a bullet. June Chadwick. Was June Chadwick. Janine. In uh, Spinal Tap. Um, you're not a big 80s metal fan, right? Me? Yeah. Um, no. But, uh, if you've listened to the show before, you know I worked in a music store for probably collectively, um, about five years, mm-hmm. probably. And, uh, very eclectic. I listen to some of everything. I like everything. There's not really something I don't particularly like. I can stand listening to country music and, and stuff like that. Um, but no, I uh, like ACDC, Black Sabbath. I mean, listen to all of it. A lot of them are really great rock band songs that we played for hours on end um, in college. So, you know, that exposure's there. But, you know, I'm not going to... 
go to do a heavy metal concert or anything like that uh, anytime soon. We went to one um, punk show and we almost got. Murdered. Yeah, I got trampled. Uh, we went to see the Bouncing Souls. My favorite band. They're a punk band. band. Um, um, and it was it was during the punk rock weekend that Gainesville has. And I got No, tickets. it wasn't during the fest. It was just yeah, it in was. January. No, it wasn't. It was in January. It was for my birthday. Uh, it was at eight seconds, so it was not during the fest. It was some random... Cause we, uh, I remember we went to Scott's birthday party afterwards. Cool. So in January. But I was wearing... I, I had to wear black skinny jeans and my blue Converse, so I felt like I could fit in. And, like... It was standing room only, so like I'm not gonna go mosh because it was 2000 and fucking 10. You don't mosh anymore, you heathens. <laughs> um, and everyone was just throwing fucking beer and. Yeah, I got trampled. It was the first and last time I went to. Like we've been to. Okay, let's talk about the concerts we've been to for a second. I'm not a live of, music person at all. Like I, le- I, I know concerts. we're getting a little bit off topic there, it's but fine. we've been to the Bouncing Souls. Mm-hmm. We went to No Doubt, which. Was incredible. Still one of my most favorite. Um, my first full blown concert, concert ever because I don't. Yeah. I don't yeah. like live music. We went to to No Doubt. Uh, thank you, Mom, <laughs> for mm-hmm. buying us the tickets. And then we went to Bouncing Souls. We've been to Childish Gambino, mm-hmm. which a, a rap concert's a little different. Um, I've been to uh, Bowling for Soup, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. They're really nice guys. Um, oh, you met them. Well, yeah. I mean, it was a small venue. Mm-hmm. They threw their picks, and I, I got mm-hmm. Trust me. Have you ever seen Bowling for Soup? You've got nothing to worry about. <laughs> the, there have been that a soup in the title. I think I'm all right. Yep. Um, yeah, any other concerts you've been to? No. I went... My mom drug me to, at, like, some fucking fairgrounds when I was eight years old, some shitty country concert from some women whose names I don't remember. That would oh. be it. Did you sit, stand in between your parents? For that concert? You're very funny. <laughs> I'm just not a big live music fan. Like, I preferred production and, like, you know, editing and post and, ma- yeah, and making yeah. it sound right. I want to be able to hear the lyrics and half the time the acoustics are wrong. I've been to plenty of Friends band shows, most of which were not great. Not yours, Tim. Yours yeah, are always tri- Tim, yours are the only ones I want to go to. Oh, and Andrew. And anyone else who listens to this show that also plays live music. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that it's, it's a really good encompassing movie of a lot of different, um, a lot of different things kind of pulls a lot of stuff together that works. And really, like we said at the start was like the beginning of the takeoff of, you know, Christopher Guest and these movies that really have changed it doesn't feel weird to me that this is a classic. Like, this is always mm-hmm. in the top 50, mm-hmm. like, comedies of all time. Sure. It doesn't, but it does. You know what I mean? Like, it feels very influential, but it's still, like, very cultish to me. So, like, I'm glad yes. it's gotten that recognition. Yeah. It's in, like, the National Film Registry. Like, but it's still, like, I feel like it's still underappreciated. I, I agree with that. I feel, I agree with that. I feel like people have seen it, love it, but not a lot of people have seen it. But more and more people are starting to see it, um, which is great. So, yeah, I think that that's good. Um, anything else we didn't talk about? Um, yeah, the I mean, it's great. If you were in a band, what instrument would you play? Drums? You'd play the drums? Of course you'd play the drums. 
cool. I wouldn't play anything. I would be that. I would be the manager. Sorry, I have another ice uh, cube in my mouth. My mouth hurts. That mm, too easy. I mean, is it fair of me to like give you a bunch of shit while you're in so much pain? Um, no, come and give it to you right back because, of course, for you to numb your mouth, you would need the uh, the iceberg from the Titanic because mm. your mouth is large. It sounded like you were gargling balls. Look, my balls have been sloshed and slapped and hey, that, tickled. Hey, that's soft touch, baby. Man, it's, this always, doctor, a weird, it's always a weird experience. Uh, this doctor have a, had the softest touch. This cockeyed, weird, drunk doctor. I hope you don't listen to this show. Treated my balls like, you know, like an old Frenchman would take off a glove and smack you in the face back and forth to challenge you to a duel. That's what I did to my fucking <laughs> cock and fucking... People at home don't want to know that. Peppers. Uh, my cock and peppers. I don't know what that means. Uh, no, be drums. Uh, when we did rock band back in college, like, I once played rock band drums so much that when I was, I was going up the steps of the theater building, my knees gave out <laughs> because of how much I was hitting the bass on a fake drum set. So, heaven forbid what I would do there. Um, I had to play the bass upside down to actually play it correctly. Sure, I remember that. Yeah, because I'm, I write with my right hand, but I do everything else with my left hand. My left hand's my dominant hand, but a lot of these things aren't meant for left-handed people, or I don't know how to play them like an actual left-handed person, so I've got to do it awkwardly. You know what I want to do when so dealing... So I had to turn the drum, the, I had to turn the guitar upside down so I could play it like you'd actually play bass, but like the cool way, like overhand instead of underhand. That's not cool. That's how you play a keytar. That's not... <laughs> There's never a cool keytar player. <laughs> Look, man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Alright, so two things. Number one, I want a keytar. Number two, because <laughs> it's so cheesy and funny to me. Number two, um, so every year for Christmas, uh, since Jillian's been born, I always get her something from my childhood that means a lot to me as a gift. So the first year I got her, you know, just like, uh, the first two years have been books predominantly. I got her uh, like a, uh, one of those like seek and find like books I did with my grandmother. And then I got her a book um, that I read that inspired me to write books when I was a child. This year I already have a couple things for her, actually. I'm going to give her one for her birthday, one for Christmas. Um, when she's like 11 or 12, we need to get her just fucking rock band. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like. Yeah, and, but we're going to play it. And everyone will be like, what the fuck is this? Because at that point in technology. They're going to have like virtual reality. Yeah, like, like literally. The Oasis, like Ready Player One. Like, like, you could like plug in to your yeah. console and then all of a sudden like fucking Slash and fucking yeah. the ghost of Keith Moon are in your living room mm -hmm. trashing the place not even playing instruments yeah 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 just the full the full rocker experience yeah. there um yeah no hey that's a, I'm down for that like what a crazy like what a weird like for two or three years that was like the biggest thing anywhere uh, yeah so much money was spent like downloading all those songs I know and everything. how much did we spend on the whole set we, we never bought it thanks Scott um <laughs> I mean, but, how, you know, playing for the songs, and we spent, ow, we wasted so much time. We did all those, like, quests where you had to do, like, all those songs in a row. We haven't ded dedicated a podcast to anybody in a very long time, so I want to dedicate this podcast to Anthony Odiero. Shout out to A.O. A.O. Scott or else if you wake my child up by yelling A.O., <laughs> I will never forgive you, because he's done enough bad things with women. Uh... <laughs> Uh, which leads me to my story. Um, so our roommates, uh, our future roommates, uh, Scott's mm -hmm. uh, roommate at the time, he uh, 
He lived with what, Scott what did you and Jim. Just say? I don't know, man. This ice is really <laughs> okay. numbing in my mouth. I got, I got this. I got this. So, rock band had this setting called the Endless Playlist. That the Endless Setlist. Sorry, Endless yes. Setlist, where it's every game that comes preloaded into the game. I mean, you download or buy or whatever, um, and it's at construction um, plus storm. What? There's beeping. I don't hear any beeping. Um, so it's like 30-some songs you have to do, like, in one setting. Of course you can pause it and come back to it, but that's for pussies. <laughs> so... Oh, my God. Someone just delivered a package? You're kidding me. No. I'm not going. You go. I'm not going. You go. Go. You're on the air. Go. Oh, there's a package at 9 o'clock at night. I don't know. Go it's going to stay there for at least 20 oh, minutes. Oh, no. I think you know. I think it's... No, don't go get it now. It's a nail polish I ordered. Why the fuck did you get nail polish delivered at 9 o'clock? I didn't know they were going to deliver it. It's staying there. It's staying. It's staying for at least 20 minutes. I'm not going to go up there in some, like, zombie... Like hit the glass. I'm gonna piss myself. That was horrifying. She's like, "What's that noise? What's that beeping?" I'm like, "It's nothing." Knock knock. And I'm trying to tell a story about fucking AO. This podcast should have been over ten minutes ago, but no, we had to keep talking about fucking AO. I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my jaw's about to fall off. Um, anyway. Oh my god. The endless set list. So me and Rich. And Jim and Scott and A.O., the five of us all planned, we're going to do it tonight, guys. We got a ton of beer, a ton of food. I think it took Sam's like... Sam's not here. It took something like three or four hours, you know, like to do it like through to through. Without, without messing yeah, up. Yeah, and, so like, and so like we're rotating out like, you know, Scott's taking a couple songs on the drums and I'll switch out. Rich and I are like trading off singing. Jim and A.O. are rocking the bass and the guitar back and forth. You know, we're doing great. Like about like halfway through, I want to say, like, set, like maybe like... 17, 18 songs, and, like, A.O.'s, like, girlfriend calls him or whatever. And is the purge going on outside? What the fuck is happening? There's so many loud bangs and booms. If, if that <laughs> door gets knocked on again, we're boarding up and leaving. Um, okay, yeah, it's, it was uh, somebody delivering a package, so I just heard the big ass, oh, yep, grab, grab my grandmother's bat. Wonderful. Um... So his girlfriend calls him. He's like, guys, sorry, like, can we pause? We're like, sure, sure, sure. We can all use, like, a piss break and stretch break. And he's outside for, you know, you know, a decent amount of time. He comes back in. He's like, you guys keep going, man. Because there's four of us. Like, we can keep going. So we do it. And, like, we're kind of failing a couple songs. Like, we need AO for certain things because it gets harder and harder as you go on and on. So he comes back in, and his girlfriend broke up with him. Uh, like, that's what she was calling. They were outside, like, arguing and fighting for a decent amount of time. He comes back in, maybe even, like, maybe have, like, and Rich can correct me on the facts of this, specifics, maybe, like, eight or ten songs left. And we just, I mean, those are the eight and, eight to ten hardest songs. It's fucking Enter Sandman. It's fucking Run to the Hills. It's, like, all the hardest shit that's on the game. I'm about to run to the hills. Uh, I'll tell you what. And we just fucking nailed it, man. We just finished it, and the whole time, it was just sitting there, like, like, <laughs> Hitting these five multicolored buttons, pretending to play guitar, just sniffling, <laughs> crying. But we finished, man. We finished the endless set list. And somewhere in the garage, in a big Tupperware bin of all the like stupid sentimental shit that I still have in my life, 
uh, is the drumsticks from that endless setlist that I kept Aww. with a little chip out of them that have the rock band logo. You keep them in your logo. flashlight on your wall. Uh, they were no, they were the flesh, in your flashlight on in your the wall. pair of underwear that Tony Colt wore that had that your was on my wall. And your the flashlight was the cock, and the drumsticks, drumsticks were, the were, the were like the balls. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. And your and your uh, scruff McGruff uh, was hanging out like, hey, yeah, take a bite of my dick. <laughs> Cool, that sums up mullet in a sentence, I think. Man, um, we should end this podcast two minutes ago, but um, instead everyone got to hear what it sounds like to be legitimately fearful for your life, and everyone got to learn the Ballad of A.O., which is also on the Endless playlist. Um, so let's wrap this bitch up. Score time. Uh, I drew it. I score it. It's a classic. Like I said, it opened the door to a lot of things. So many sentimental moments. Um... Seminal moments, not seminal moments. Um, semen moments? So many moments of semen. Uh, I'm going to give it a nine. I was going to give it an eight and a half. Eight and a half, so 8.75 for yeah. this is Spinal Tap. Very good. Next week is Beyond the Mats. But let's see. And of course, uh, spoiler alert for those of you who haven't listened to the 2015 Mullet Award uh, result show on Patreon. Uh, the 2015 movie we should have watched was 1776. I'm going to hit myself in the head with this bat. So somebody's going to open up a window. Uh, turns out that movie's like three hours long. Cool. <laughs> so I'm a big old bag of dicks. Cool, cool, but that'll cool, be coming cool, up cool, cool, sometime. Cool. That's in the rotation officially now. So you'll be hearing that very, very soon. Um, but this was drawn out of the box. Samantha, reach into the box and Let's do it. I was just movie. looking at this... Uh... Picture of Rich, Rich and Les Mis, yeah, I know. Of uh, Rich and Les Mis. I'm surprised I haven't tagged that as porn yet, because the amount of times he's probably whacked it to... He doesn't have that actual newspaper article anymore, because it's stuck together. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> what are we hoping for here? So care. we got, what, 1776 coming out? Musical, we just did a documentary, this Mo- is a comedy. A documentary, excuse me. Whatever. Oh, and a documentary. Yeah, that's so. what I meant. All right, so what are we, um, what are we hoping Just for here? Just flip it over. There oh, yes. God Oh, we are now going to get I've fucking backlog with long-ass movies. That is also extremely long. I've never but seen this movie. it is fan I've never seen this movie. It's not the kind of movie I want to see. Oh. At all. There will be blood. Hell yes. You know how long I've been re- waiting to rewatch this movie? Cool. Great. Why couldn't you have done it on your own time? This fucking sucks. <laughs> I hate having to watch movies I have purposely avoided. This is literally regarded as probably the best movie in the past like twenty years. I know, but made. I purposely avoided it because it's definitely not the kind of movie that I like. Like you've seen it. What am I gonna like this movie? I mean On a scale of one to no. Six. <laughs> cool. Great. Um, make sure that there's you... there's three or four like badass Daniel Day Lewis like scenes that you just yeah can't you know help. what I've already I'm seen just, them I'm just gonna write them on the card <laughs> I've already seen those scenes and Scott's already told me all about the milkshake no, they even... check us out on arcadeaudio.net slash married with movies that's that Khalees song he was talking about <laughs> I'm trying to do the plugs here. I'm gonna confuse everyone when I start that episode with well not it's gonna yeah, be confusing play. but they're like oh yeah milkshake yeah yeah, yeah. makes sense. Just intersperse doom, it. Doom, 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 Let's doom, do like an doom, RJ doom. Hates rap thing and just like put it in the middle and then talk about it. 
like talk about a scene but have like part of the song play yeah. so they think we're talking about the song but we're really talking about the movie man so uh, uh tomorrow when we record or when we come when I'm, you come back from your vacation when we record beyond the matter make sure whatever you pick is short because now we got there will be blood in 1776 those are two long ass movies it's not like we have anything else going on in our lives. It's not like we fell asleep during this hour and 22 minute movie. It's true. It's going to take us four on days. On a Sunday afternoon. It's going to take us four days to watch There Will Be Blood. Yeah, probably. You were doing the plug, but I apologize. I was. Shall I start over with them or just keep going? Perfect. Just keep going? Okay. You can email us at marriedwithmovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show, any bits that we do. Um... Anything that you want to uh, have come up on the show, you can uh, tweet us at Mary W. Movies, or you can uh, listen wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a review and five stars. We really appreciate it. We like to know that we're doing a good job. Otherwise, we just think we're sitting here jerking each other off for uh, your entertainment. Um, but let us know that we're doing it right, because everybody likes a little bit of feedback every now and then. I don't know why that uh, took that turn. There. It's pod slam season as well. We Please. are one week away. Donate, 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 donate. Get them ponies <laughs> donating. I don't know. Uh, Arcadeaudio.net slash podslam. Did I, I take the sleeping medication? <laughs> I have no idea. Mine's trying to kick in, I'll tell you that much. Uh, September 22nd, the IO Theater, Chicago, Illinois. 12 Central, going uh, over 12 hours this year, because Pod is going on at 12 o'clock. So we're going to be going in 13 hours, our longest show ever. Um, not just Potswoggle, like the longest pot slam ever. You can donate now. Tickets are available $10 all day long. We're going to have giveaways. We're going to have the silent auction. We're going to have podcasts related to video games, Broadway, movies, music, uh, improv, politics, art. Uh, the All-Star Podcast Rumble is going to be off the chain. Of course, wrestling is going to close us out for the last three hours of the, the event. And we'll give you more of a hard uh, sell on Slam next week when we watch uh, Beyond the Mat, which we've already watched, but we'll talk about it then. Yeah, arcadeaudio.net slash Slam. Donate tickets info. And all social media is there, too. Anything else? No. Anything else? I'm shocked I got through this. It was touch and go there for a Me minute. Too. Fucking Candyman almost killed us. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so I'm so like I'm not gonna be like so, I'm not gonna be so able to sleep. Gonna, this is gonna be the third night in a row no, I so have. We're gonna do our sign off and I'm gonna stand up, I'm gonna open that door, <laughs> and I'm either gonna see a really anticlimactic thing of nail polish on the steps or or the beast from Cloverfield <laughs> is gonna rip my fucking face off and like drag me out. Screaming for the rest of my times. Oh my god! <laughs> I thought you were feeding me a line. No, I was. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you didn't call for. You can call for line if line? you want. Line, line. For mullet. Ah, for mullet. This is mullet. Signing out for married with movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Maybe the last time. Slash the movies. Oh, oh. That was the correct order to have done it in. Uh, a little dose of beer. I I, uh, I jumped the gun there. Why, wait, why don't you take the bat with you? Why are you taking the cup of ice? Like, that's going to protect you. That's going to protect you? There's a hand out here. There's two boxes. (laughs) The bigger the cushion.
Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.